Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to a very special second episode of Positively Cynical. Uh, I regret to inform the audience out there that this show has been canceled. Or has it? We're going to talk about that today. What's going on, y'all? My name is Jose. And question. What's up, question? How you doing? Early in the morning for you today? Early enough. Um, I have my coffee, so I think I'm ready to go. We're in different time zones, though, so I'm a little bit more skipper in the afternoon. Chipper, skipper, whatever the fuck word you want to use. Uh, but I'm okay with podcasting in the morning. I actually did something else this morning with uh, with a couple of buddies of mine. I, I am a, a podcast veteran, a veteran of many podcasts that no one listens to, just like this one. But anyways, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we talk about it, a couple of disclaimers. We are recording remotely. This is something that I say all the time. Uh, If you have any issues with the audio, sound issues, or artifacts, please let us know that there's a problem. Any feedback is always appreciated on the podcast. So if you have any feedback, you can always reach out to us. Check us out at <clears throat> Positively Cynical Podcast. You can also email us at Positively Cynical Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, the best way to support the Positively Cynical Podcast, your favorite podcast, is to like, rate, share, and subscribe to your favorite podcast. You can, of course, find us where all of your favorite podcasts are sold. So please check us out, interact with us. Tell us you like us, tell us you hate us, tell us you're lukewarm about us, tell us your story, tell us how your day's going, just interact with us and let us know what's going on with y'all. So anyway, disclaimers out of the way. Let's maybe start, I think, I think this is a good way to start because I know that this term is triggering for you question. So my question to you question is, what does the term cancel culture mean to you? Hmm. Give it some thought question. Yeah, I'm trying to. Um, Well, I guess nowadays, considering it's, I guess, a brand new term, more or less, more or less. Mm-hmm. What I take it to mean is, I guess, the canceling of hmm. of what? You know, that's a good, that's a good question. That's why I'm, I'm guess, wondering what. It, I what guess what means. are we canceling? What's the big deal? Um, cancel culture, I guess, in this instance, would be the canceling of, I guess, what we consider to be for lack of a better word, previous norms that we've had. Okay. Um, I got to think about this one. <laughs> that's okay. That's that's um, that's um a start. That's a good start. And that's not something that I would generally find that most people would say to define cancel culture. I don't think. I don't think, because I don't well, think I, most people would, would bring up the fact that it's based on previous norms. Well, norms and quotes. Um, right. 
Right. I, that I, makes any sense. I, I I understand what you're saying. I think like previous cultural obvious norms, maybe ones that. Okay, so let let me let me define it so I can define what you're trying to define. I guess a little bit, at least for me. You're you're talking about problematic norms. I would say at least problematic in quotes, right? Because it depends on who sees things as problematic. I think that's part of the 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 context. Let's say I'm not going to call it an issue yet. Let's call it let's call it the context of what cancel culture is. So I mean, cancel culture at this juncture for me, actually, what it what it means is somewhat similar to what you described. It is kind of the the re-envisioning of certain norms in our society. And it is the let's call it physical action, the the activism, the 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 ideas and actions that are behind, let's say what does cancel mean in this context? We're we're in a lot of cases it seems like what we're doing is we're removing or quarantining. Let's put it that way. I like I think that's a better way to put it. It seems like we're quarantining certain individuals or even ideas from society because I don't think that anything gets canceled by cancel culture. I don't think that that's necessarily the case in most of the instances that we see. So I think the term is a bit of a misnomer. Well, I, I mean, cancel is a little extreme. That's just what people who aren't really into the censoring. It's not even censoring. Um, it's very hard to define. See, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's funny. It's like, you know, when you see it, you know, um, would you consider it political correctness or I guess an overcorrection of political correctness? That's how some people I think would see that phrase um, kind of political correctness taken to an extreme, even though it may or may not be the ultimate action of PC culture. Well, you know, it's very interesting because social media, Twitter and the like, when I said Twitter and the like, your Facebooks, your Twitter, yeah. et cetera. Um, people are fairly quick to, I don't want, maybe they call it cancel nowadays, but they're very quick to call someone out on their bullshit, more or less, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, when those people who are offended by the, and I put, I had the term right there. When the offender becomes offended, in a lot of instances, that could be called can- cancel culture. A reversal of the offender and the offendee. Yes. See, it's <laughs> this is or the it's, <laughs> offended and the offendee. Well, no. When the offender gets offended by the offendee's offense to the offender, if that makes that makes sense, it does. Just follow me. Um, that's, I think, where cancel culture comes in. But uh, again, I think that's essentially an extreme term for something that ideally somebody just doesn't accept or can't get used to, whatever that particular topic is. Okay. Um, you said something about you know it when you see it. So what's an example of cancel culture in your in your recent view of what we 
both know what we when we see, I guess. What's your most well, recent I, example of that? I, I, I mean, if you want to take, I guess, a general example, again, if you take a Twitter example, for, for example, if you take something that's happened on Twitter, somebody goes on Twitter, uh, makes a comment, uh, it may not be the most, again, politically correct comment. Specifically, though. Let's get, let's get slightly specific. Oh, goodness. You can, be, you can be somewhat specific, I think. Somebody being somebody being being canceled canceled by cancel culture. Let's put it this way: I just saw a commercial not too long ago uh, for Fox News, and there was some guy who's on, and literally his whole shtick as far as his show. I guess it's a new show on Fox News. It's essentially him scaring the hell out of those who relish in cancel culture. Um, and I think his tagline was something like, "What was it?" Like, um, scaring the hell out of those that scare you in the sense i think that again it's just pretty much kind of i don't want to say it's a correction of what we consider to be social norms or accepted social norms uh historically um but it, i i think it's a day, it's a day of reckoning or a time of reckoning um in a sense so who did he talk about on his show who did he, who did just, he warn no, the general. Well, scare? I, well, again, if you're, let's say the Fox News audience, um, in my opinion, well, he's scaring them. All right, in general, well, he's scaring. We he's, we he's, know that Fox News is 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 inciting f- constant fear. Well, that I get. What I'm saying is, who is he in this instance actually trying to cancel? It's what it seems like. That's why well, I want to get can, something he, specific. He, like, who does well, he talk about Well, he's trying to cancel the cancelers in a sense. Again, he's the savior, or he's trying to portray himself as the savior to those that love to cancel. What so does he even talk about pre- on this show, though? Like, does he just rant? I, does he rant? Like, have you seen it? Again, I just saw a commercial. Okay. So the, the tagline essentially was basically, you know, scaring the hunt of those who love to cancel things. Um. So again, it's... The, the vibe I get, the thing that it seems to me is that, again, it's essentially perceived social norms, acceptable social norms, uh, historically, uh, that are now being questioned. And those that have accepted those social norms to this point uh, aren't really too fond of that. The cancelers are the ones that are. They, again, it might be considered political overcorrectness. It might be considered, again, like I said, a day of reckoning because these things are long overdue as far as what things certain people are getting called out on. Um, I think that it's just, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it's a long time coming, but in a lot of instances it is. And you're asking me, for example, it's not really come to mind right now. I will think of one. There's a lot of them. It'll come to me. In my head. I got one for you. Again. I got one for you. Dr. Seuss. Ah, that's right. Let's go with that. Let's start that's with that right. one. Let's start with that there as an go. example. Let's let's unpack the fact that Dr. Seuss, Dr. What is it? Theodore Geis, Geisel? Yes. I think, yeah, something like that. Something along those lines. His real name is Dr. Theodore Seuss. Let's just say Teddy Seuss. Let's talk <laughs> about that. Teddy Seuss, yes. <laughs> let's talk about that. What, what do you know about that and what is what, unpack that for me for a second, if you can. Well, I guess the... Quick synopsis is an author of many children's books that I'm sure we all know and love. Uh, in his day, wrote other children's books that weren't, let's just say, very palatable 
to many people. Um, over the years, it's not like it's unknown. Well, don't be that, don't be vague with me, man. I need you to be specific, not palatable. What is like how? Take me through. Paint well, aren't me, there certain? Paint me a picture because I want to. I want to know specifically what you think about some of these points. Paint me a picture of what what is problematic about it. Why is Doctor Seuss being canceled? Well, again, there's a. I guess there's one way you think of someone, i.e., Doctor Seuss. Again, he's a children's book author, mm-hmm. um, lovable guy, green eggs and ham, cat in the hat, and all that stuff. And again, it seems as if there were several books that he wrote back in the day mm-hmm. uh, that had some issues as far as, I think, Nazism. Is that what it is? I think there were some books he wrote during World War II um, I think it was, that were considered um, anti-Semitic. I think it was um, or that. Or at least against certain cultures. Part, yeah, I think actually a races. lot of those books... Let me see if I can find something. Let's see if the AP News can find a little bit more of a breakdown with us. Because I, I from what I understand, a lot of his anti-Semitic and Nazi almost propagandist work was actually removed some time ago from from yeah. the collection. This is more recent. This is more recent. And, and, the, and nobody really the behest, I think. I mean nobody really complained. Family, no? Yes. Yes, exactly. The the Dr. Seuss Enterprises, which is basically owned by his family, canceled six books. The 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 anti-Semitic stuff Clearly terrible. The Nazi sort of propaganda. I think there were some things that had um, the Japanese being placed into internment camps. Like, like, uh, yeah. It, I believe that a lot of what it was was he he created World War Two propaganda cartoons, and so a lot of stuff like kind of a lot of the a lot of the problematic viewpoints that we definitely know are problematic about that time, right? Where rounding people up and putting them in cages. Uh, well. I guess we sort of know that's problematic. Rounding people up uh, and putting them in cages is not a good idea, especially if it's based on their race or something like that. I mean, I don't really know what a, a good example. Familiar, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it wasn't the she best. I wonder thing. where that's going on. It wasn't the best thing. And Dr. Seuss definitely had some some stuff that had that featured in it that we don't we don't look at anymore. You can find images of it, I think, online. You can certainly find images because uh, it was a comic strip. It was like a one panel, but Obviously, like everybody knows that there's an issue with that. The, the ones that I've seen recently, at the very least, the six books. And let's see if we can find the titles of those six books because, and I think this is worth mentioning. No, I've never read any of these fucking books. I've never read any of these six Dr. Seuss books. These are not his well-known books. No. Right? Okay, so let's see here. Huh. Actually, let's take this directly from the Associated Press because that'll make our lives a little easier. Six Dr. Seuss books, including And to Think That I Saw It on Mulberry Street and If I Ran the Zoo, will stop being published because of racist and insensitive imagery, the business that preserves and protects the author's legacy, said Tuesday. This, is, uh, this was run, let me get a date on this for you all if I can, from this article, uh, March 2nd. 2021, AP News. Uh, These books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Dr. Seuss Enterprises told the Associated Press in a statement that coincided with the late author and illustrator's birthday. Ceasing sales of these books is only part of our commitment and our broader plan to ensure Dr. Seuss Enterprises 
catalog represents and supports all communities and families, it said. The other books affected are McElligot's Pool, On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Super, and The Cat's Quizzer. The decision to cease publication and sales of the books was made last year after months of discussion. The company, which was founded by Seuss's family, told AP. Uh, Dr. Seuss Enterprises listened and took feedback from our audiences, including teachers, academics, and specialists in the field. As part of our review process, we then worked with a panel of experts, including educators, to review our catalog of titles. So here's where they break down a little bit of what's problematic about it. Okay, let's get specific so we can see what people think. Uh, in... And to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, an Asian person is portrayed wearing a conical hat, holding chopsticks, and eating from a bowl. Uh, If I Ran the Zoo includes a drawing of two barefooted African men wearing what appear to be grass skirts with their hair tied above their heads. Okay? Um, So that's those are a couple of examples from these books. Again, I have not read If I Ran the Zoo, and I have not read And to Think that I Saw It on Mulberry Street. So those are the specifics about what was canceled in this case. And what, what it was is problematic, prob- problematic depictions of certain races. Now, I think we have to talk about what our races are to, to kind of unfold this conversation a little bit more accurately. Uh, so my name is Jose. Obviously, I think that most of you would know that a lot of my background would be Latino or Hispanic. And question over here, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background so people will understand where you're coming from on this topic? Oh, well, I'm uh, black slash African-American. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you, I guess from a different perspective, these books might hit differently than they would to others, mm-hmm. um, either of different races or those of your white for different reasons. Um, I guess to kind of take what you've said and ran and run with it. Um, is there something? <laughs> See, when it comes to this, I mean, I guess if you, if you want to take this to start off with as an example, and I'll pose the question to you after I go on like a two second rant. Okay. Um, I kind of had a slight issue with this as far as canceling. Um, okay. In a way wouldn't you want to see the entire body of someone's work warts and all mm-hmm. um you know we all love dr seuss um this is something that you can hold against him but i don't know if it's a good idea to completely ignore it sweep it under the rug pretend it doesn't exist how does that help anything mm-hmm. um it's very interesting that the family made the decision without any, you know, sort of nudge from anyone else to say, Hey, we think this is offensive enough for us to not have this as part of our catalog. Um, yes, to protect and preserve the legacy. So I guess they beat us to the punch, mm-hmm. but at the same time, again, wouldn't you want to see the full body of someone's work works and all? Um, okay. A lot of it, based on what you described, was, and a lot of cancel culture is, in the moment. You know, it was good for the time. It was acceptable for the time. It's a time capsule. And it no longer is. Um, back then, and, you know, World War II was, what, 75 years ago? Clearly, it was acceptable. Mm-hmm. 
and now it's not. Understandable, I get it. It's not to say that it's not offensive. It absolutely is. But, you know, I don't, I would like to know what this guy's, like, this what this guy's deal is, you know, all throughout. Okay. You know, if there is a bad side to him, quote unquote, or if there's at least another side to him, I'd like to get the full scope of Dr. Seuss. Okay. That that begs a question. I don't know, did, you, did you have a question that you had wanted to ask me about what I thought about something? Because that begs a question well, for me. Well, my question to you after that is, what do you think? Do you agree with me? Specifically in terms of, uh, do we need to of... keep that work in the public domain? Yeah. What do you think? I think that that actually, I think that that begs another, another comparison to kind of break it down. This was my question in a, in a sense to you, but instead of posing it in a que- as a question, I'll frame it this way. You have Disney, um, who you probably know where I'm going <laughs> Don't with Don't get this. me started on Disney. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, I think, already. Being an African-American man, you probably already know where I'm going with this. You have Disney, who has done a couple of different things, and they've taken a couple of different approaches. They've they, done many things, <laughs> even not to cut you off, but you want to talk about propaganda in World War II. I mean... They're just as guilty. Right, exactly. Continue. Exactly. But see, <laughs> here's how Disney has handled it a little bit differently. What Disney did on Disney Plus, for instance. I have Disney Plus. I'm, I'm a fucking nerd. I watch a lot of superhero shit, and I'll watch some old Disney shit because Disney is fucking dope. Um, so on Disney Plus, the way they, that they handle some stuff is um, I can't – think of it specifically one that's that's on there now that has this I know disclaimer. which one but I can't I know which one it is I can't remember the name there's one that has a disclaimer no 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 no, no, no. that's that's no 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 that's not on Disney plus song of the south they took it off is not on Disney plus well isn't that cancel culture right there I'll double check it but that's okay that's why I'm I'm, I'm asking you this I'm gonna double check <laughs> this I have to I have to double check this because I'm fairly certain that this is this is the case I thought it was I don't think so because huh. what let me take a look. Audience, hold on a second. Well, I'm doing some research. Okay. Well, while you do, no, I, got it. I can think of one. I got oh, it. Oh, because I was going to say Dumbo. Think about that. Dumbo, what exactly. Those birds did. Perfect example. <laughs> Dumbo's a perfect <laughs> those example. Those birds did. Damn one, it. <laughs> they either did one of two things in Dumbo's example, and I can't recall which. Either they have a disclaimer before, um, before the movie starts on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I think that's how it is. Yeah, they have a disclaimer it's before essentially it like, because they can't remove the crows from the the cartoon. They would they would completely destroy the entire plot. So they didn't do that. I was going to say that they're still in it, but they have a disclaimer. Song of the South is not on Disney Plus at all. I just looked this they up. A, wow. I'm looking at Deadline.com. This is an article from March 11th, 2020. The 1946 Disney pick Song of the South will not be appearing on the Disney Plus streaming service, even with an outdated cultural depictions, quote unquote. Disclaimer, Disney executive chairman Bob Iger confirmed Wednesday. And this was at that time, again, being about a year ago, March 11, 2020. So Song of the South is, of course, a movie that you, you know, it has that very famous song, zippity doo Die," I think, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's a film that has problematic depictions, I guess, in our estimation of, of slavery. As the main character is a slave telling stories about Br'er Rabbit and all these, all these, uh, basically, they're, they're tales that, if I remember correctly, I don't remember the author's name because this is based on a book, right? Song of the South is based on a book. But there was a white author 
around the turn of the century that wrote uh, wrote books with this black character. This was a character that he created. And this character was a character that he created by listening to stories that slaves told at the time. At least this is the story that, that was told. He's listen, he would listen to stories that the slaves would tell each other. And he decided to turn that into this character in uh, in the movie Song of the South. And again, I can't remember the name. The other thing that I remember that provides some context for you is that uh, the actor who played the, the main the main character, uh, the African-American character, he was, I think he won some sort of award actually for it. He won maybe, was it a supporting Academy Award? Something along those lines. He received an award for it. I swear to you. I, that I did not know. Interesting. I swear to you. I got to look that up as well. This, this is me kind of piecing it together for you, but I know I know a little bit of the details. So that is another bit of context when you're talking about Song of the South. But again, that's a different approach. Um, so do I think this is a long-winded way for me to kind of get to the answer, right? The actor's name, by the way, was James Basket, uh, and the main character's name is Uncle Remus. Okay, that's the name. That's the name of the character that was created by, according to this article, an author named Joel Chandler Harris. Okay, so context upon context upon context upon context. For those of you that are listening out there, this is this is a little bit of, again, uh, a little bit of more detail for you on, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on on the entire context of Song in the South. Uh, let's see. If you mention Uncle Remus, that's actually very fascinating because if you recall, if you've ever seen the Boondocks, the cartoon, um, I think there was a character on that show called Uncle Remus who, now they put two and two together, kind of did portray the Uncle Remus in Song of the South in a sense. So that makes that interesting. Yeah, Uncle Remus is that a character a created by, again, by a. a a different author than you would expect. Let's put it that way. Um, and I don't know if he won an award, but he was definitely, there was definitely a lot of claims that he supposed to, was supposed to win an award according to this article. And final, con- final bit of context. I know I'm really going a little off the way from the actual answer here, but the final bit of context is that he was not invited to the film's premiere, which was in Atlanta, because Atlanta was racially segregated at the time. So the star of the movie was not, invited to the premiere of the movie. And that's not the first instance of that. We know that that's actually been the case in a lot of films in the past, but there you go. So song of the South. Um, here's what I I give you two. Oh, go ahead. Here's what I think. I kind of, I really agree with you. Actually. I don't think that there's a huge issue with leaving this thing in and putting a quote unquote trigger warning or, content warning at the beginning of the film, you know, problematic depictions or whatever the the phrase was that they used in that article. Um, I think in general, it's not a bad idea in terms of, it shows a little bit of context on the mindset of the time. And I have to bring up the elephant in the room. I have to do this because I have a different opinion about something that's a little bit different. I don't want to get too off the rails here, but I have to bring up the elephant in the room. Confederate statues. Ah, uh, got to bring yeah. it up. 
I got to bring it because that's another example of counter culture. Can- cancel culture, is it not? That's another thing that conservatives are complaining and, 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 about. You see, it's it's interesting. That's why I kind of say, you know, when you see it in a sense, um, because as you mentioned before, there's many layers to this as far as... Many. That's why we're doing an episode. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, what... Boy, those statues. See... Them statues, man. Before... I guess before you start, um, funny enough, I'm actually in the camp of take those damn statues down. So am I. I mean, that's just a slap in the face and a big, you know, thumb in the eye to, well, everything that's antithetical. So they say about this country. Um, Yeah, take that down. Here's why Um, I think it's different. Can I say why I think it's different? Okay, so this movie is, it's a piece of art. Right, I know a statue is a piece of fucking art too. If somebody's going to be all snippy out there about it, but it's it's art in a different way, it, though. I well, here's it's, why it's art meant to memorialize as opposed to yeah. Well, that's uh, that's a big part of it. Caricature. This is this is a these are characters that, for better or worse, this author created, and it was a, he was it was a popular book of the time, and it wasn't just popular among among the, the white Americans at the time. It was also popular with some African-Americans who could read at the time. It was a relatively popular novel. Uncle Remus, you know who Uncle Remus is, even though you didn't remember Song of the South exactly, right? So you're familiar with the character. It's a popular character. That's a little bit different because although it's definitely a form of passive racism in this in this instance because of the way the character is written i think it's a little more benign because again i'm going to bring this back up it reflects the mindset of the times in the sense that this white author this is how he saw black people from their perspective in his eyes right i think that's the good way to put it cuz again he's taking stories that he heard from slaves and turning it into this character brer rabbit uncle remus all that stuff so yeah, it's a little passively racist, maybe. We don't know what was in his head or how racist he was, quote unquote. We don't even know how to quantify something like that, right? Not to cut you off, but I think that that's kind of the issue with cancel culture, right? You can say we don't know what's in someone's head. How do we know that they ultimately felt racist? Let's just say in the moment. Right. But here's why a statue is different, right? Because when you're talking about a Confederate statue... What you're talking about is you're not talking about a war hero, first of all, because they fucking lost. Okay, they lost. They're not war heroes. How do you have statues to the losers? But I digress. Okay, and that that obviously <laughs> begs the question why so many people are up in arms about like participation trophies because every Confederate statue in America is a huge a huge participation trophy. Every single fucking one. It's like, hey, <laughs> it's we nice participated in the war, we lost, but we were in it. Okay, so every Confederate statue in America is a huge fucking participation trophy. There's a couple other reasons why I think it's different. Number two, again, you're memorializing someone, and this ties into my first point. You're memorializing someone not for being a war hero or anything like that. You're memorializing them for being a fucking racist. Because if you look at the articles of the Confederacy, the reason for the war, I will not hear any fucking debate on this. And if you want to fucking send me some emails, and if you want to, do whatever. If you want to troll us and say that that's not the case, you can go fuck yourself. The The articles of the Confederacy for almost every state mention slavery dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of times in the actual text of the document. Read some fucking history, you racist fucks who say that that's not the case. So that is not debatable. 
okay? They are being memorialized for being for slavery, okay? And... <laughs> you mean the, it's not for states' rights? It's not for states' rights, okay? As they say ad nauseum? No, no. I could more I could more understand the Confederate flag, okay, than a Confederate statue because the confederate flag it's the same thing it's the same thing but i i have a little bit more understanding for something that's i guess a a a symbol of of i mean i I guess it's it's the same but there's something a little bit different about a flag than there is about a statue you're memorializing yes you're memorializing some fucking losers but when you're memorializing a specific general in a war that was fought along on those particular pretenses i think it's a little different than memorializing a time period that said, just because I think it's better doesn't mean I should. I think that it's great for people to fucking fly the Confederate flag. Okay, I'm going to make that well, clear. But one more right. thing, let me make one more point on top of this. It's that you and I both know that the history of Confederate statues is not one of like, hey, we just lost the war, let's put up some statues to our heroes. It's hey, it's like a hundred and fucking like, or like almost a hundred years later. So. You know, African-Americans want rights now. Let's put up these statues to remind them of a time that they didn't have those rights. We 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 are fully aware that most of these statues went up in the 1900s. They didn't go up in the 1800s. That's another reason why it's a totally fucking different thing. It's not like he, you know, this book, you know, or this movie, Song of the South, was released last week. That would be like a very similar situation to me. It would be like, here's a thumb in the eye to modern convention. But that's why I think it's different, okay? Again, we're talking about Song of the South, a book, a movie, versus a statue to a racist asshole, okay? So, yes, I think in general, we keep the art, the art, quote-unquote, but we contextualize the artist. And you know why I also believe that, and I want to ask you what you think about this. I'm going to throw this to you. You know what tends to happen? It's a there's a bit of a hypocrisy around that decision anyway, and I think that that's something that I'm going to come back to as a theme on the podcast a lot. This is why it's called positively cynical. There's a bit of hypocrisy in everything that we do, every moment of our lives of every day. I don't give a shit if you're actually meaning well in what you're doing. There's a there's a bit of a hypocrisy in it, and I think the reason why I say that is because it depends on how popular what you're canceling is. There are things and entities and authors and directors that are, quote unquote, too big to fail, right? Because, and I I have to bring this up as a slightly loaded example, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson will probably never be canceled, especially now that he's dead, because we'll never find out what the real story was. But if it were somebody far lesser with that many allegations, as as we've seen in this day and age, they would be, quote unquote, canceled in that situation, even though I think that's actually called accountability and not being canceled or at least investigating something that's worthwhile. But Michael Jackson is an example. Michael Jackson will be deified forever. There will be that cross section of people who will will see him as a monster and never want to listen to his music again. But Michael Jackson was a legend and people will listen to Michael Jackson's music to some extent forever. Well, I guess not to cut you off, but I guess to 
Go ahead. No, I want to hear your. I want to. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Go ahead. I'm yeah. just curious. Well, I guess to piggyback on that, um, is there? A, I mean, can you separate the artist from the art, or the person from the art? You know, you, you bring up Michael Jackson. Well, isn't that what you're saying? If you're saying um, we got to put that disclaimer in front of these, in front of these Dr. Seuss books, rather than take them out of circulation. Well, no, I, I mean when you mention something like a Song of the South or anything with a disclaimer, you know, and when you see the disclaimer, it's pretty much, you know, at the beginning of a movie or whatever it is you're watching, and they'll say something along the lines of, hey, what you're about to watch may be offensive, but it wasn't offensive for the time this was uh, this was done. Right, but that's so, what I'm saying. Like, they'll never... Essentially, forgive us and watch at your own risk. Right, but but that's what I'm saying. Now, like, here's the specific when example, real quick. The the you're, Let's look at Casablanca, Versus these six, the wind. versus these and gone with the wind versus these six Doctor Seuss books. Excuse me, gone with the wind was what I was actually referencing. Thank you, because yeah, like there's a weird depiction of Nazis in that movie, right? But there's well, there's a blank and gone with the wind. Yes, and gone with the wind. <laughs> right, yes. that's what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. I I, I made an error. You you said it correctly. Um, not 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 Nazis. Whatever the fuck, you know what I'm talking about. Excuse me. Um, you know the movie better than I have actually because I actually haven't seen it, but I know the themes about it. But you talk about that versus these Doctor Seuss books. These were canceled because we've never heard of them. Gone with the Wind is not canceled because it's, if I remember correctly, it's one of the highest grossing films of all time if you adjust it for inflation. So it's isn't one of those top ten greatest movies of all time. It's won multiple Academy Awards. The first Black woman uh, won an Oscar. Uh, in Gone with the Wind, um, I think she also couldn't attend the ceremony too, right? No, um, that I remember as well. Yeah, you know, and that movie's come up as a symbol of cancel culture. Um, again, it was a simpler time. My fault. Those people that live there. This is the way that they portray and see their own lives. You're canceling that portion of society. I get it. You mentioned something as far as, I guess, hell, is Gone with the Wind at this point too big to fail? Is Casablanca too big to fail? You know, these are now essentially in the annals of history as far as very memorable movies. Yeah, Gone, again, Um, just to clarify, I, I wasn't sure. I looked it up. Gone with the Wind, if adjusted for inflation, is actually by far, by far, the highest grossing film of all time. So, I mean, that's a, a huge, huge difference in terms of the the value. Let's put it this way. Yeah, it's not very hard to get. It's not very easy to get rid of, is it? Let's put it this way. Gone with the wind, <laughs> if you adjust it for, for... Even if you wanted to. If you adjust it for inflation, these are these are the highest grossing films adjusted for inflation. I'll give you the top three. Um, Gone with the wind, which may, which which adjusted for inflation is made three, three billion... Uh, hold on a second. I just want to make sure that this is accurate. Yeah, this is this is accurate and, and current. One with the wind adjusted for inflation has made three billion seven hundred thirty nine million dollars. Avatar number two stands at three billion two hundred eighty six million. That's a half a billion dollar difference. Wow, going with the wind beats out Avatar. Damn. In terms of yeah, adjusted growth, <laughs> wow. and okay. Titanic comes in at number three. Adjusted for inflation is three billion one hundred eight million. But again, there's a half a billion dollar adjusted gross difference in the inflation or in the in the in the box office for Gone with the Wind over these other films. 
Okay. So yeah, does that play a role? Is that hypocritical? Are we are we canceling certain things because nobody cares about them and not canceling others because they're basically the most iconic films of all time? That's the question. That's the question uh-huh. question. <laughs> um I can give you another example. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at pro wrestling. I mean, the ultimate in stereotyping and glorifying. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if you're aware, as we record this, this is WrestleMania weekend. <clears throat> and there are, I guess, a little, little quick backstory. Um, the WWE Network is now a part of Peacock, which is owned by NBC, okay. as you may or may not be aware. Um, over the years, uh, as you know, there have been pay-per-views, WrestleManias, that sort of thing. Um, there have always been certain stereotypes of certain types of people. Um, and when you watch these shows live, you know, you watch them in all their glory. Over the years, when they are remastered when they're re-released in some instances over the years there are things that have been edited or have been adjusted because it's considered offensive now before than it was before what happened with peacock Ooh, is, like that booker t moment a, that viral booker t moment uh yes <laughs> um there are uh what was I going to say? Who the, he was, Peacock is doing currently. Huh? Is he calling out Hulk Hogan? Was it? Who was it in that clip? Yes, yes, yes. He he <laughs> he kind of got a little caught up in the moment and said something on live television he really shouldn't have. Funny enough, Hulk Hogan was actually caught saying the same thing on hidden camera <laughs> years later. It's a problematic he, word about black people. He almost the funny thing is, if you want to talk cancel culture, there you go. He's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. I'll get to that in a second because now I'm on the roll with this whole rest. We'll get thing. to you, Hogan. But um, you're next, Hogan. Yeah, yeah. As I point my finger, but <laughs> you're um, next, brother. You know, it's very interesting because Peacock is going through. I assume the entire history, of the library of the network, all the pay per views, the shows, etc. Because now, again, this is a reflection on WWE. And there are certain matches, certain interviews with certain wrestlers, certain situations. Certain wrestlers. That NBC has basically said, okay, we're not going to show. Wait, wait. Are all the wrestlers still there? Because there are certain wrestlers that might be problematic. I'm going to talk about one that's not even problematic because of a racist depiction. But, like, I'm assuming that they don't air Chris Benoit matches anymore. Um, they? they do, but is there a disclaimer? Again, this guy killed his whole not, family and himself. So, see, I, I guess to go down this rabbit hole, Chris Bumwell is kind of like the Voldemort of wrestling. He's the he who shall not be named. Yeah, I know. Um, Even though he showed up at a so, at a live television broadcast uh, in during the pandemic, right? You you remember that, don't you? Wait, what? He was uh, wait, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit. <laughs> What no, are you, talking about? you don't know this. No, well, I mean, he's been dead for a while. <laughs> what are you talking about? He was at a live taping of WWE like last year during the pandemic. Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The Canadian crippler. Yeah, that Chris guy. Chris Benoit. Yeah, he who shall not be named in wrestling. That guy was at a pay-per-view last Not a pay-per-view. He was at a live event last year. This actually made WWE change the rules for who could attend live events. Because you remember, there were no live events last year. What I'm no. talking about is, do you remember when WWE had, uh, I think it was the 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 video feeds in the crowd? Yes. There was somebody who put up a video feed. Oh, you're right. Oh, Chris that's Benoit. right. That's right. Okay. I forgot. They had this. Yeah, that's right. They had the screens. <laughs> yeah, some people. Hmm. Yeah, you're right about that. That's it wasn't true. a live taping, but that's true. Wow. But you know, it's it, it, it's very interesting. And they canceled it. Yeah, I guess he has been. They canceled it. I mean, they canceled they said, the WWE whole was like, wait a minute. No, but remember, they changed that thing immediately after. They didn't have the live feed audience anymore. Yeah, they yeah they got like the there, next there are a couple day. of things. <laughs> there there are a couple of because that wasn't the only who, thing, right? There were other oh yeah, things. there are a few instances of people doing things that ideally aren't the most savory things to do on camera i saw the pictures of um, dudes in kkk robes in the audience I was say that was another one clan robes yeah. um there was a lot offensive remarks there have been a lot of things if you like and easter they, eggs watch some live tapings of wwe last year while they were doing this and you'll get a lot of easter eggs yeah <sighs> but it's very interesting because again you know the network the wwe network is now a part of the nbc family right and now because of that, NBC says, well, hey, you're reflecting us and we find these things offensive. And it's very interesting because as a wrestling fan, I consider myself to be a purist. You know, I don't want a pay-per-view that I saw when I was 10 to be altered in any way, even though there are things as a 10-year-old you do raise your eye on as far as to say, well, damn, that was racist or damn, that was offensive. But you, again, for the time, and I, I don't want to say I got it, but it's one of those things I, I didn't really appreciate. I don't really appreciate that it's now edited. It's a part of history. I would like to see everything worse and all. You know, it's I don't understand why essentially you're letting, you know, these people get away with how they felt back in the day. Let the world know. If if you feel that certain people are portrayed in a certain way, it's <laughs> I don't want to bring up the Song of the South uh, I, uh, example again. But in a lot of ways, again, you know, stereotypes play a huge, huge role in wrestling. And they always have. And isn't the iron like the Iron Sheik, for instance, isn't he like not even from the Middle East? No, he's from the Middle East, but his history, he's a sheik. Well, he, no, but there was somebody. He, well, there's he, been a lot of wrestlers that are like well, portraying somebody that they're not actually. Well, past. yeah, I mean, they play characters. That's the whole thing. It's a character. And again, it's art. You know, I mean, the history behind the Iron Sheik. I do, look, let's put it this way. The Iron Sheik, um, he is from the Middle East, but he spent the majority of his life at, to this point in Minnesota, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he's completely, he's so not like the character he's portrayed again. He's pretty, he's, you know, he's there to do a role and, you know, not just him, you know, I can go down this rabbit hole, Nikolai Volkov, um, et cetera, et cetera. Rick and and they're supposed to be portrayed. Yeah. Guys who are Americans who they said, Hey, play this Russian guy in order to drum up this sort of emotion from the crowd. You play on these stereotypes 
you say, okay, let's take these people even more so that when the good guy beats them, in quotes, they get their comeuppance, we make more money, everyone goes home happy. Um, again, I want to see it words and all. You know, if you're racist, I want you to tell me you're a racist. I want to see the full spectrum. What about the big Don't boss man? Don't sweep it under the rug. What about the big boss man in his, uh, his old uniform? Well, you know, it's, I was, he's in, well, Which is edited it's very fascinating. He in, told me about I was going to say in the game, it's edited because he plays a corrections officer who has a nightstick, who likes to beat up people after his matches. He has a patch of the former Georgia flag, the state flag of Georgia, which had the Confederate flag. In the game, he's a character, but that flag is not on the on the shirt. So I'm not saying, hey, throw the Confederate flag out there. But again, full scope of someone, words and all. You know, that might be something where I can say, all right, you know what? That understandable, take that out of the game. It doesn't really bring anything to the game. It is what it is. Um, but to go back to a Hulk Hogan, um, you know, it's very fascinating. He has been always seen as this good guy, this American hero, blonde, tanned, muscles, all around good guy. Steroids. Wonderful. Except for the vitamins. NWO time. Yes, say your prayers, believe in yourself. The say your prayers and take your vitamins, bro. Steroids, you know. Vitamins. But I digress. But, you know, he was caught on tape, albeit hidden camera. Um, He's caught doing a few things. <laughs> well, there were some, I mean, for lack of a way of putting it, there were some unsavory things he was doing on camera. Um, one of the things he had done, again, on hidden camera, seemingly unbeknownst to him in a room with someone else, he just started going off on black people and said... Something about dating them dating his daughter or something like that. Well, his daughter apparently was dating a black guy at the time, and he let his feelings be heard on the subject. And he threw some words around, um, racist, offensive in nature, and he sued Gawker, who got hold of the tape. He won, what, $10 million? And Gawker is no more. But his reputation was in tatters. And exactly, destroyed the company, but left his reputation in tatters. That's a perfect example. You know, you want to talk about cancel culture. As soon as that hidden camera came out, that video... You know, WWE basically said, oh, no, 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 we're distancing ourselves from this guy. We don't care how big of a star he was, he still is. We know, you know who he is. Um, we don't want anything to do with this guy. Is he not in the WWE Hall of Fame? Far. Of course. He is? Funny enough, he just, well, he's Hulk Hogan, yes. So they didn't distance himself entirely. Distance no, himself no, no, no. entirely. No, was he this was before all was, that he, happened. Well, he was inducted in the Hall of Fame before these. Uh, this recording came out. Um, there's an end to the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so for a couple of years, um, he, they essentially erased him the same way they did Chris Benoit. Um, he essentially was that person who shall not be named. Um, even though we know what impact he had on the business as a whole. He made Vince very um, rich. Yes. And he got a lot of people, you know, interested in the product. You know, I'm a fan of wrestling. I wouldn't say because of Hulk Hogan. I'd say maybe in spite of him. Uh, when I was a kid, I was more a bad guy, uh, you know, person. I like the Ultimate Warrior. Um, Macho Man, man, that's the guy. That's my boy. But. I can dig um, it. Oh, yeah. Can you dig it? 
Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been digging it for quite a while now <laughs> with Macho Man. Rest in peace, Macho. May he rest in peace, yes. Um, Heather Swanson. That's cancel culture. Oh, boy. See, we can go. I could bring up examples forever, examples. but we can't go on that many different roads. Yeah, but I'll wrap it's an it up. episode of South Park, Heather Swanson. Look it up for those of you who are listening. That'll definitely, a trigger warning, that'll, that'll rile you up. That could, that'll definitely disturb some. That's definitely a conversation starter. There's a reason um, we mentioned her, Heather Swanson, in the same sentence as Macho Man. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, question. But, yeah, like I said, they canceled in quotes, Hulk Hogan for several years. Again, he never mentioned him. He never showed up on television. Um, he never existed. And one day he was like, hey, I apologize. I'm sorry for, you know, saying the stuff I said, that I said on camera. And then the Federation, WWE, was just like, oh, okay. Like, he said he's sorry. We went back in the fold for whatever reasons they had. Um, I know. And now reasons. he's back. A lot of people, uh, yeah, exactly. Monetary. When he talks in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I'm but, saying. Remember, I was saying yeah. that basically. He's, he's popular, yeah. so it makes a difference. But go yeah, ahead. And that's the thing. A lot of people were, you know, and that's the thing. It's kind of like what side do you fall on? You know, do you erase the history of and the legacy of Hulk Hogan because of what he's done for the business? Or is it right to essentially cancel him? Because of things he said in, in confidence with a hidden camera. Granted, that's how he feels, but was that fair to him? Long story short, WrestleMania started last night, and he's the host of WrestleMania, along with a black dude named Titus O'Neil. Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself stirred up quite a debate on social media because, you know have we forgiven Hulk Hogan for this or is Vince McMahon saying, okay, it's now time to forgive Hulk Hogan. So you should as well. And it's very fascinating because even to this point, you know, as popular as he is, as historical as he is, he's very polarizing now. And I don't know if they do things. I mean, you have to kind of look at these things with a grain of salt. When you look at Hulk Hogan, I hate to put it this way. You say next to a black dude, because you're saying to yourself, at least, you know, I am, you know, what is going through your mind? I remember what you said. I can't forgive him. I grew up watching that dude every single week. I still remember what he said. Hold on. I don't forgive him for it. T- time out, though, because I have to bring this up. Now, I I, I don't really watch wrestling, but I I am a information consumer. Let's call it that. I like to look up how things are going in every aspect of life. And this is why I have a a lot of opinions. Let's put it that way. I could tell you a lot of opinions about a lot of things, including music artists that I don't really listen to, which we're going to get to next. Um, what was I going to? But okay, so the Vince McMahon versus Vince McMahon saying to forgive Hulk Hogan. Maybe you know what I'm going to bring up here also. Um, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon himself, <laughs> a lot of ways. Vince McMahon himself has had problematic views. But here's the weird thing. Very. Here's the weird in thing. Some instances the re- over the years. Well, yeah, exactly. Here's the thing about Vince McMahon. They're actually out in the open, right? Because what he does is he sort of creates these storylines and characters that are meant to be maybe satire. I don't know. But there is that instance where I don't remember who he was talking to, but he did say the N-word. He said my N-word. It was Booker T. Booker T. It was it was uh, when he was King Booker. 
at the time. Mm-hmm. I do remember this. And he said, what was it? The N-word. Well, go. Yeah, the N-word with it. the trailing A, not with the trailing E-R. Yeah, Though, he said it. Still. It was supposed to be comedic in nature. Yes. It was supposed to be, okay, the, the, the stodgy white businessman is saying this. Booker T comes back with the tell me he did not just say that catchphrase. That was his thing back in the day. kind of still is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was meant to be funny, but it definitely is one of those things where it's just like, dude. Like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like there's, there's satire, there's comedy and there's a line. And again, that was one of those times where I raised an eyebrow, you know, again, you have a laugh, but it's just kind of like one of those laughs with the groan attached, which I guess he was going for. And if I'm not mistaken, funny, you mentioned that I actually think those are one, that's one scene that NBC has eliminated. They cut it. As they're going through the library, I think that I think they actually cut that scene. Okay, here's a, um, here's another uh, thing that I want to bring up, and we'll move on to my next example. I think I have two more examples that I want to talk about that we can break down in order to kind of take this a little bit deeper. But I want to finish this thought here, but with regarding wrestling, and if you have a final thought after this, of course, please share it uh, with us. But so you have. How do I put this? 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 With man, this is this is a this is a hard nut to crack. So it's kind of hard. It's not easy, is it? (laughs) It's not easy. It's kind of hard for me to put my thoughts together on this one. Oh, I know where I was going with this. So wrestling, a product that again, we're going to talk about popularity in in this in the context in this question. So I know another instance of a show that we saw together where a very, very similar joke was played off slightly differently. And I'm pretty sure you enjoyed it. It's a show that we both enjoy. A great satire called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I knew you were going there. You knew I was going there. <laughs> I remember the episode, which I think it is. Of oh, no. course you remember the episode. <laughs> there's, there's two episodes, actually. There's two episodes that we can bring up real quick. The okay, always, always on Philadelphia. See, you're laughing at it now oh, because you goodness. loved it, okay? But like, here's I, here's another why? difference because good satire might make a difference, okay? And you might think that if you watch it's always Sunday in Philadelphia, if you don't get the satire, or maybe it could be problematic. I understand if that's your opinion, but there's one episode that I'll bring up first. We're going to compare this to WWE. We'll talk about that episode where it's the one where they're where they're trying to do the deposition over. I think whether or they're 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 talking with the mediator over whether like Mac is gay or not, or whether the word that they used was, was, uh, was, a, was, um, uh, was, was offensive to gay people. Yeah. Right? That was the the mediation th- that they did in that episode. I, th- I want to say yes. I remember the episode. I remember yeah. it in my mind. It was the, they used the F the word. The, the, they used the F slur for that. gay people. And one of the characters used it. Um, yeah. Remember it was okay. So it was Mac saving somebody by using the word. Remember? That's what it was. Like, yes, like yes, warning yes. them to get out of the way of like something that's about to fall on them. And he uses this the the this slur against gay people, which is a terrible slur. Again, this is a show that's using these words, actually. And they get to a point later in the episode, the mediator is a black woman. And they get to a point where later in the episode where a character where a character, Charlie, uses the word. But he he doesn't even use the A, the trailing A, does he? He uses the trailing ER in this episode. If N-word. I'm not mistaken, he, I think he did it to prove a point. I, 
it escapes me now. He was doing it to prove um, a point. Yes. He, he was doing it to, to prove a point about what words you can say. That was like kind of what they were doing with the episode satire. I think they were, they were making a point about what words you can say and in what context, but he said the N word with the trailing ER. And I remember you bursting out in laughter when he said it. So that's an interesting context. Number one, well, it's all in the, I, it's, it's all in the delivery, I guess. Number two, number two, let's not forget the episode where they yeah <laughs> what are the rules that the episode where they the episode. where they do a musical but they actually get a it's like it's like uh what the hell is the name of that movie parent trap where they swap bodies or like whatever not not yeah. parent trap uh you know what I'm um about. i want to see vice versa because that's the first thing that comes to my head that's an, an example um, as far as a modern day version um, but the body swap. I know what movies, you're talking about, right? Yeah, in this one, in this deals, one, yeah. these this white cast swaps bodies in their dream sequence or whatever it is with black characters, and they live out black lives. So that could be problematic, also. I mean, by the end of the episode, Charlie gets shot by the police. So they got arrested. They they got arrested. They got yeah, they got arrested. The their police. portrayal. It's 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 a very fascinating episode. Um, but. I don't know if it's a matter of... Is the difference in that... I'm going to say what I think the difference is, and and I'm going to ask you if you think this is what the difference is in that episode, and then you can talk about freely what you think about both episodes. The difference in that episode is that the the clear implication is that the view of black people that everyone else has is ridiculous. But the way that they paint those characters or themselves in the episode as black people is not even different from how they are as white characters. They don't become more stereotypically black as a result of it, they make stereotypically black statements in exploring it, right? But mm-hmm. they're the same characters. They're just the white characters in black skin. So they don't portray them in any way that's particularly overtly offensive. What they portray I, as offensive is the way that people, other people, society sees black people. In yeah, I, 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 well, I think that that's where the show or that episode, that's a difference though. You know, it's kind of like through the looking glass in a sense. You know, it's, white people looking at how they perceive black people. Oh gosh, I was going somewhere with this. How can I put it? Like how, how society, white people in society generally perceive black people and how it's wrong. In their minds, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. In the minds of the cast and the writers. In the minds of the cast. Yeah. Um, Because they, the the cast writes the show as well for those who haven't. Yeah. And in the, in the grand scheme of it, I mean, you know, they, I don't want to say they nailed it, but there were definitely things that were said during the episode where, you know, you you kind of started nodding your head. At least I was. Where I remember you, know, you nodding your head and laughing out loud many times as well. Well, yeah, because you know, sad to say, it's it's, it's you know, there are some kernels of truth into what they were trying to portray, which I think was their point. You know, um, don't judge a book, don't don't judge a book by its cover. Uh, I think was pretty much the theme of that episode. Um, and for that, I appreciated it, um, which is why, you know, I can say I laughed at it because I knew where they were going with it. It wasn't, I don't think in my mind to be offensive. It was to prove a point, basically. Okay. You know, walk a mile in my shoes, that sort of thing. All right. You know. All right. Um, Let's shift gears if we can, unless you have any other really, really important impression thoughts on what you feel about those kind of contexts and those situations. Because I have another I mean, situation uh, to present. Well, again, it's all, again, it's all in the delivery. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder. 
Okay. You know, you're, you're, you're offended by different things. It's, it's a matter of how you take it. Okay. All right. And then I'm done. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to actually give two more examples. I want to give two examples to contrast right now. And then I want to give one final example that I'm just going to give a very, very brief uh, opinion on one that I've actually shared in public before, uh, mostly on social media, my own personal social media. So the contrasting situation I want to, I want to break down. Um, let's do this pretty quickly and then wind this down. Cause I think we've had a lot to say about cancel culture and I think we could definitely save something for another podcast at some point. Yeah. This can be kind of like a, there can be a part two to this. There can be a part 50. No, that, uh, there can be a part Yeah, I was going to say, there can, be part, there can be 10 or more of these episodes. Just wait until somebody else gets canceled, and we'll have something to say about it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> canceled and quit. Well, I'm sure there will probably be in the next week or two. All right. Let's talk about two examples. <laughs> let's talk about two examples of of different different responses to Let's just let's just give you the examples. You'll know what the hell I'm talking about. My, yeah, just my, go with it. All the listeners will know what I'm talking about. I I would think because if you're listening to this podcast, you you probably are familiar with some of these situations. Cardi B and the Dixie Chicks. Okay, go. <laughs> I guess. Well, I mean, in one sense, I I'm not. Contrast. I don't know much about. Okay. Well, oh, okay. Sense. Okay. So the Dixie Chicks. Let's give context for the audience and context for you, really quickly. For, for yeah, what you talking about here? For what the situation is <laughs> that's going on over here. Um, the Dixie Chicks. You remember what happened to them, right? Do you mean during the whole Bush thing yes. when they stated their opinion and the chicks? Essentially, I'm sorry, the chicks. They're not the Dixie Chicks anymore. And wow, does that really tie into this as well? But again, that's a whole other topic of conversation, I guess. The mm-hmm. Chicks, right? They got canceled. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the Chicks now. They're not the Dixie. They're chicks. the Chicks. Yeah. I, yeah, I knew that there was something, there was an issue with the Dixie portion. Uh-huh. I didn't know that they just wiped it out. Okay. It's like Lady Antebellum is Lady A now. Like, Lady A? They're changing all that stuff up. And that's, that's a, again, that's a whole other wormhole to go down. But we're going to avoid that mm-hmm. for now. So the context is, again, the chicks were canceled during the the second Iraq war. The, yes. In the 2000s because they spoke out against the war. Okay, now we're we're almost twenty years out from that war beginning when they got canceled, and everybody pretty much agrees it was a stupid war. No matter what side of the conversation you're on, I mean, Donald Trump was basically like trying to use that as a campaign slogan half the damn time about how everybody was wrong about the Iraq War and he was right because he didn't want to go into the Iraq War. Whatever, fuck hindsight, but yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. But I so that's again. the Dixie Chick situation, <laughs> right? They got canceled, like people burned their records, all this other crap, like. I mean, that's that's the situation that happened with with them. Okay, um, actually, these are these are fairly similar situations. I'm going to find a contrast for you in a moment. But then you have the the Cardi B controversy and the WAP. Oh, okay. Controversy. You know what I'm talking about? What ass pussy man? You're talking about that mm-hmm. song? They're trying to ca- they're trying to they're trying to cancel Cardi B as a result of that. I mean, another good example right now is Lil Nas X, right? I'll give you another example of somebody that's trying. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're yeah. trying to cancel as a result of a music video in both of these instances or a song. Um, I don't know what this name of the song Lil Nas X uh, released is, um, but... Montero? Montero. I think, it's, okay. I think it's his actual name and... Um, Makes sense. Insert into a whole thing. Uh, as far as the video, I, I can only go by what I've read and seen on television as far as news, but didn't he give a lap dance to the devil? He gives and- a lap dance to the devil, and then he breaks his neck, and then he becomes the devil. 
That, oh, okay. Horns, like, I, horns sprout out of his head after he breaks the devil's neck. That's apparently what he is. But he's trying to prove a point in that whole thing as well, right? Yeah, I mean, like, that is a good point to bring up because his stated point, stated, very clearly stated point is that he wasn't openly gay when he first came out in his career, Lil Nas X. I don't, I don't know his music. Like I said, I'm just familiar with the situation. So that takes a little bit of the context out of me, out of it for me, but he was not openly gay. And he came out recently as openly gay. Um, and he was like absolutely attacked for it by a lot of really, really bad people. Let's put it that way on social media. And a lot of that, they were making light of the fact that he was gay and they just like, there's still a lot of toxic energy around gay people and gay people coming out of society and gay people and black gay people and gay people in hip hop, I think is something that, that bears mentioning as well. But again, I think the other side of the coin, not to cut you off. I think that there were a lot of people who saw him or who see him as a role model because of the platform that he has and the fact that he came out. Um, Again, not to cut you off. I think that he was saying, I think parents, were disappointed with the video because they said hey we look at you as a role model uh you're you know our kids look up to you and he basically said i don't know why (laughs) they do you know who i am i never wanted i never said hey i'm a role model to anybody i'm just who i am and i mean he has a point well, that's you know, a that's you just he, gave me an idea Barney. for a future podcast <laughs> about about the extent to which parents should helicopter their children because my whole idea behind that is like why don't you pay attention to what the fuck your kids are watching? Which is, I think, his point. He's like, why are you using me as a role model when you're the parents? That's your job. Which is the same point if, that if a lot your of kids people are listening to me. What does that say about you if you're offended by my music now or by my video? That's what Cardi B's point was as well. She's like, it's it's a song for adults about pussy. Like, and and it's Why not like listening to it. It's not like they haven't <laughs> written all, songs about pussy or sex or any of this shit in the past, which is what's interesting to me. I mean, I, I <laughs> uh, does nobody remember like the nineties? Right. I mean, does nobody remember like two live crew and shit like that? Like, does nobody remember <laughs> any of that stuff? You know, like Sir mix a lot. Does nobody remember sort of mix a lot? Back. Come on. Does nobody now. remember the yin yang twins. <laughs> like, does nobody remember any of these hip hop songs where there were already themes like this expressed? Does nobody remember Foxy Brown? Does nobody remember little Kim? Little Kim? Whatever. Right, okay. Then. Memories are short, I think, on this one. But her point was also like, what the fuck is wrong with you that you're letting your kids listen to this shit? And you're blaming me for releasing it when I'm releasing it for adults. Adults. Okay. So does it, I, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I, it's, and I guess it just came to me also as far as another idea uh, in the future for a podcast, the I am not your role model thought. Um, Cause that's something that Charles Barkley said way back when, mm-hmm. you know, he's always been someone who's been very opinionated. You know where he stands in a lot of things. And he came out was geez thirty years ago mm-hmm. and basically said, you know, my job isn't to be your kid's role model. That's what a parent is for. I have my opinions. I'm a human being, and I'll say what I want to say. Period. You know, if you if you want your kids to look up to me, there's this word again, disclaimer. This is what you get. So, you know. It really boils down to, yeah, what kind of job are you doing as parents, parents? I just don't so. understand the – I don't understand the disconnect because now you have 
conservatives in Georgia who want to boycott Coca-Cola, right? Among other things. Isn't that the irony? I mean, if, if you're saying chicks. cancel Again, culture. Again, the chicks is, is so, the example also, right? But it's crazy. You're saying, oh, let's cancel everything. Or, oh my gosh, you're so woke. And I hate that word, but it's like you're woke, cancel culture, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you turn around and say, let's boycott Coca-Cola. Let's boycott this. Let's boycott everything. I mean, how hypocritical are you? Let's have a list. That's of... exactly what cancel culture is. <laughs> Can we have a list of things that it. conservatives have canceled? I mean, I, I could probably come up with a list. Let's do so a couple of them off the top of our head. They've canceled Macy's. Oh. They've can't. This is just in the last they few years. They canceled French fries, dude. They canceled French they fries. They canceled French ago. fries. Freedom fries. Just call them freedom fries. I mean, fries, come on. Right, because the French they weren't on our Coke. side. <laughs> they call Coca-Cola, I heard, Woca-Cola now. That's the new cute term well, because of all the stuff that's happened in, in, in Georgia. Um, you know what my favorite thing is real quick? I want to say Rep Dan Crenshaw uh, actually tweeted out that he was going to he was gonna start consuming Dr. Pepper instead. And Dr. Pepper is not owned by Coca-Cola, but Coca-Cola is their main bottler. So they have a huge business relationship with Dr. Pepper. So... I guess my point there is don't expect a lot of these really reactionary conservatives to do their research on what they should boycott. I like to see what happens if Dan Crenshaw has to catch a flight and the cheapest flight is a Delta flight. And is he going to say, oh, well, I don't agree with their their uh, their values when it comes to the voting laws in Georgia. Therefore, I'm going to spend $100 more to fly somewhere just to prove a point. Let's remember, he can't okay. shave with a Gillette razor either. Don't forget that. <laughs> because <laughs> they were canceled God. gillette was canceled um nike's been canceled by conservative yeah let's say Ni- nike's been cons- canceled. conservatives oh, bought nikes and then burned them. and they burned the shoes no mike did they do that a couple of times they did and then and conservatives don't know how to boycott i think they don't understand the name of the bo- of what boycott they don't understand what boycott means because when when progressives talk about boycotting something they'll actually stop buying it or actually consuming do it, it. <laughs> Whereas conservatives will buy the thing, give money to the company that they're boycotting first, and then set it on fire as a symbolic gesture. That's really fucking stupid because Which I found hilarious. the company doesn't care I, if you burn their fucking sneakers. You already bought them. Like Exactly. I'm going to buy a pair of Air Jordans. That's just, just to prove a point that you shouldn't buy Air Jordans. What else was canceled? What? <laughs> Net- Netflix was canceled. Do you remember Cuties? The Cuties controversy? Yeah. Netflix was canceled. Right, Kathy Griffin was can Griff- Griffin Griffin. Yeah, Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin I, yeah, was, canceled. was canceled. I mean, that was really fucking awkward I mean, and, she had and a, crazy I mean, what she did, but she was canceled. She was right. I mean, she shouldn't have done she's that. Mentioned that, in my opinion. I, I mean, again, there's a line. <laughs> you know, when when you have the severed head on a magazine cover, hmm. some people might see that as a line that's been crossed. Yes, a little bit, a little bit of a line, but okay. So there's there's. There's all of that, right? There's all of those things that that have been canceled by conservatives. We've talked a lot about all this shit. So I think it's a good time to kind of try to wind this down. But I do want to yeah. mention one more thing. I want to mention one more one more recent example of cancel culture um, that kind of has me shaking my head also as to the logic behind it. Um, and I'm going to give a very, very brief opinion on this. And I would like for you to give me a very, very brief opinion on this as well. I don't care that they canceled Pepe Le Pew. I really don't. He was stupid. He was never a good character. The, his If your only joke 
is to be abusive towards women and like not get it when they tell you to stop. And somebody finds that funny in addition, there's something wrong with you. Both Pepe Le Pew and the person that finds that shtick funny. Because it's not... It's not like he did it once. Maybe if you did it once in a clever way, it might be funny, right? It'd be a clever bit of satire. That was his whole character. His whole character was that he was a rapey piece of shit. Okay, see, I have mixed feelings when it comes to the whole Pepe Le Pew thing. In my opinion, and I can't believe this is a topic of conversation, talking about a cartoon skunk. Try to keep this brief. I will. Uh, In all honesty, I, I get it. You know the character wasn't isn't the most palatable. I I understand the whole controversy, and but the thing is, didn't they say in Space Jam he's essentially been cut out of it and out of the entire Warner Brothers family essentially because of what he did? My whole thing is when it comes to Pepe Le Pew, you didn't have to cancel him. Mm -hmm. You could have just said, you know, hey Pepe, what you're doing? Don't you realize what you're doing? What you've done is wrong. Don't objectify and harass women like that. That's what they were going to do. And that was the, that said, was the scene hey, that was cut. You know, I you know I apologize. It'll never happen again. And we could have moved on. That was the scene that, that was essentially cut. been the disclaimer in the movie. That was the scene that was but, cut. Did you hear? So they cut a scene yeah. basically where he was going to try to do something rapey, and somebody was going to tell him no, and he was going to like I guess kind of see the error of his ways. I mean, why is? Okay. Why would that not be enough? Here's why I think you're wrong. I'm sorry, but I think you're totally wrong on this one because we already. I'm not saying it in like a creepy, lecherous sort of way. I'm just saying, okay, that's, you know, he's been portrayed this way for however long. Somebody can just say, essentially call him Mm, out on his bullshit. No, you can't. And then be like, all right, no, you can't. You can't. Here's why. Here's why. When we talked about Song of the South, we're talking about a character that's representative of, uh, it's a complex character, right? Uncle Remus. As as problematic as he is, he's a complex character. He's not just a, a he's not a total caricature. And the meaning of him was not to offend or to memorialize, in a sense, something or some action or context or norm. To me, Pepe Le Pew is a Confederate statue because the only thing he's known for is that one thing. He's not known for anything else. He's never he been can- known for anything else. That's true, but he could be known for something else as of now. Like no. what? I don't know. That, but that's, but that's the essentially the point of that. He can basically, like I said, you can call him out on the stuff that he did and say, okay, again, that was a different time. Not that it was acceptable then, mind you. So Pepe Le Pew is gonna do a public apology tour, is what you're saying? I mean, he could. No, <laughs> he could. Yeah, Again, we're talking about a cartoon skunky. I don't know. Let's, let's 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 just move on because that's another. That's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Let's move yeah. on. Pepe Le Pew is not the most important character on. No, on he's not. And I'm not going to die on the Pepe Le Pew sword. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. All I'm don't die on that hill that, or that sword. No, don't do that. All I'm, say, all I'm saying is, you know, I. To me, there could have they could have worked something out where again he knows the error of his ways. Um, Peppy's cut. I'm off. not going to say let's move on, but we could have repackaged the character differently. I, I, I agree with you. That's essentially all he's known for. I don't for, think so, man. I don't think but... so. I don't think so because he he actively abused that poor cat. He, it's not like that's true. That cat. I mean, he actively she's been did through it. a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. He 
actively did it. Actively did it. You know what I mean? And he, he it's just, it's too, it's, it's too much of a powder keg. You can't have a character like that where it's actively doing something illegal. Not just, not just like wrong or immoral or like something that poorly portrays people. He's like physically actually attacking that cat. And I, and not like in a, Oh, I'm Yosemite Sam, like trying to shoot at Bugs Bunny or whatever kind of way, which I think that's a little weird that they took his guns away and gave him an axe or something like that. Wait, they did that. Wait, what? His guns are gone. He has an axe now or something. No, oh my no, God. Uh, not really? him. Yeah, his guns are gone. Elmer he Fudd has something. Emma Fudd also. Emma Fudd's the one who has an axe. Yosemite Sam has something different. I think like a pickaxe or something like that. No, Yosemite Sam also had guns. No, I'm saying now. Mistaken. Now he does oh, not have guns God. anymore. He has a he has a, a melee weapon. Which doesn't doesn't and strike me as it. much different, but mm. it, it's a little different when you know the motivations behind. Again, these are cartoon characters, and I really want to move on and, and wrap this up. The motivations <laughs> behind Yosemite <laughs> Sam and Elmer Fudd are totally different than being rapey. They are. Yes. Okay. Yes. He wants to hunt, or like he wants gold. These are traditional, like I guess, acceptable villain things, especially in cartoons. It's like. But for 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 a, a heroic character to do a villainous thing that's against the law that hurts people and objectifies women and cats is is no I can't I have to draw the line there I have to draw the line there and I have we ha- we got to move on let's wrap this up no yeah I I let's agree wrap this up that was a that was a lovely conversation thank you question for for answering all of my questions today about what what it means to be canceled. Um, as I said before, guys, I want to thank you all for listening into the podcast. If there were any audio issues or artifacts on the podcast, you can let us know. You can send us some feedback at positively cynical podcast at gmail.com. That is our actual email address. I have looked it up this time on like the first episode and I can confirm that that is our email address. Positively cynical podcast at gmail.com. Give us feedback. The best thing to support this podcast, if you're enjoying this podcast and you've listened this far, is to please like, rate, share, subscribe, review the podcast. You can find us where all of your favorite podcast platforms are sold. Review us wherever you're listening. It's the best thing to support the podcast. So please go ahead and do that for us. Hit that like, 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 like button and like it a lot. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And this is Jose. Signing off, and this is question. Same time next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks for joining us today, everybody, on Positively Cynical Podcast. Thanks for joining me, question. Have a good time, y'all. Have a good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this. Just have a good day. <laughs>